Hi, I'm Hera, the mom. And I'm Estella, the kid. And this is Seeking Different. There are times when everyone feels different or left out. As a non-traditional mom and kid family, we're setting out to explore all the ways that families can be different. This is Seeking Different. So today on our show, we have the pleasure of speaking with Abigail and her child, Kenley, or KG. Abigail is the host of the Judgment-Free Zone and is also a life coach who works with identifying shame in all areas of our lives, whether it be in our relationship with yourself, family, education, and workplace, which I feel like many of us could use. So that's also awesome. We are excited to speak with Abigail and Kenley today. But before we get into the questions, why don't you both introduce yourself for our listeners? Well, thank you for having us. Well, I'm Abigail. (laughs) Thanks for having us. I'm Kenley's mom. And we're excited to be here and let Kenley share her voice, which I think is really important for all of us to be able to do. Kenley or KG, whichever one you want to call me. (laughs) Um, This is my mom and me, and we're excited to share our thoughts to you. All right. So what I know of your story, Abigail, I think you have a unique perspective on several different types of family structures. I understand from marriage to divorce to single motherhood, and then now blended family. So can you take our listeners through a brief journey so they can get an understanding of how you started and maybe where your family is now? Yeah, so I met Kenley's dad when I was in high school, and we got married when I was still, I was a senior in high school. So I became a stepmom right away to Kenley's older sister, and I was 18, and then I had her older sister shortly after that. So I was 20. And then the twins by the time I was 22. And then we were pretty much divorced right when she was, yeah, when it was like, what? I don't know. You were probably one or two going I through three. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It was, two. No, it was like one when we, because I was living in the apartment when you were three. Yeah. That was a hard time. So, and then I met Henley's stepdad while I worked at a coffee shop. That's always super exciting. Yeah. So I feel like me and my friends have this like running joke about how we're going to meet our future husbands at a coffee shop because, you know, online dating is so fraught with challenges, but I feel like so many people go hang out at coffee shops and it's like the most fun. So, so you were hanging out or wait, you were working at a coffee shop. Yeah. So have you ever heard, heard, where are you at again? I'm sorry. We're in the Washington DC area. Okay. So it's called Dutch bros. I don't know if you guys have those. I have heard about it. Yeah. So is it Canadian? No, it's from Oregon, like Grant's Pass. Yeah, so I worked there and he was just a customer of mine and he actually would come through like while we were both married separately and totally like platonic, but like he, you know what I mean? He was just a customer and he'd come in and then we actually both went through our divorces and then a year later, I was like, I swear, like he would start coming through and I was like, oh, kind of checking him out. (laughs) And here we are. So you guys are from Washington? Yeah, well, so we're from like the other coast from you guys. We yeah. are supposed to be in Seattle, though. So I am very familiar with strange weather of the Pacific Northwest. Yes. And all the rain y'all get. I don't know if it gets, actually, I don't know if Oregon gets that much, but Seattle got a lot. 
I have a question for Kelly. How would you describe your family in a way that highlights why it's unique? What makes us special? Our family. What makes us special is that <laughs> we we all have different talents as editors. Like I'm a girl, but I want to be identified as a boy. And I usually girls do like gymnastics or art, stuff like that. But I like doing soccer, football, and Stuff like that. So would you say you defy gender stereotypes? Have you learned yet what stereotypes mean? We've kind of talked about it like a little bit differently. So even with my therapist, something that I have said is like, I think it's interesting. My child that has kind of been like curious about it is the one that says like, oh, pink and blue. And I've asked like, how come in the time, like how come she was the one doing that? And they're like, well, because she is the one that was struggling or is curious. And so it's interesting how, you know, I encourage, you know, it doesn't have to be boy or girl, but how much even just showing the difference and seeing that like gets with the world, we put it in that box, right? These labeling. And so I just think that that's interesting that even still, as we talk about it consistently, that that's still where Kenley goes. You know what I mean? Because being a different. Because I still went that way with, I remember, since we're going to a new school now, there was these shoes. What's it called again? The Converse? Oh, yeah. yeah even last night with Converse. the Converse. I was like, are these girl shoes? Yeah. Still immediately. And I said, no, like, everybody wears wear Converse. So my daughter, Estella, do you remember the teacher that you had that transitioned? Um. Yeah. So she was in kindergarten and her teacher transitioned. Her teacher was born with boy parts and she decided she just wanted to be a girl or she felt like a girl. And I remember all the parents were stressed about what to tell their kids because the teacher had transitioned in the summertime. And do you remember what the teacher, how the teacher explained it to you? No, but all I remember is that she was my teacher at Mustada Spanish school and she at school, I never really got to see her as a girl I usually got to see her as a boy. Mm -hmm. So I remember when I asked her how she explained it to the kids, she kept it really simple. She was like, I just wanted my outside to look how I felt on the inside. And I was like, that is like, that's so simple, right? (laughs) Because I feel like we all want our outsides to look like how they, you know, how we actually feel on the inside. That's the same thing I wanted. Like I used to have long hair mm-hmm. but I wanted my outside to be like the inside so I cut my hair short mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome yeah and that only like that's really been this year that we've really been figuring out Kenley's style and figuring out what Kenley wants but it's also been us really communicating because it is difficult because on other pieces of our family aren't as supportive right so that could be difficult in feeling confident in that my dad dad's side yeah so that could be hard dealing with you know again blended families and not the divorce life and um having being able to feel like you have your voice everywhere that totally makes sense so i have a question about a little bit about identity but also like family structure I know like as a parent, we go through certain things with like divorce and, you know, relationships breaking up, but I'm really curious from Kenley's perspective, like what was that like for you when your parents were no longer together? I felt like I had to fight back because I wanted them to be together. It was just hard 
for them to split up doesn't feel good because they're always arguing constantly. I feel like someone's going to get hurt. And I know I can't fight back because I can get hurt just getting involved in it. That must be really scary as a kid. I remember once when I was little, was it like two years old? No, you were older than that. Four? Mm, I mean, you were probably like four or five. But my dad got an argument with my mom. And my dad wanted to get um, out of the apartment. But my mom was blocking the door. So my dad opened the door and shoved, my mom was behind the door and he was like shoving her to the wall, not even trying to get out, just shoving her to the wall. Like he didn't care. He just wanted to hurt her. And that was hard, huh? And I saw your face. It was like hurting. Yeah. And we've talked about that a lot, huh? And what that's been like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still sorry you had to go through it. It's difficult. And I also remember another story was when I think it was like seven, six, eight, through that. And I was going to go to my friend's birthday party. And my mom didn't want me to go alone. But my she came and she was talking to me. But then my dad got mad and he got irritated and he picked me up and dragged me to the car. And then he like drove away and I saw my mom started to cry and I felt scared yeah that is really scary I can see you getting emotional right now do you need anything from me oh thank you so much for sharing that you're being really vulnerable lots of kids aren't as brave as you so I commend you for being so brave because that can't be a very easy thing to talk about and I'm sure a lot of kids can relate to how you're feeling you're scared to talk about it yeah people Right. But vulnerability has the opportunity for us to do what? Speak up. Yeah. And connect. Make us not feel alone. Vulnerability, then I wouldn't be able to do this. Like my mom asked me when we were up for throwing football, like about the um, the situation wanting to be a boy. And she's like, do you want to do a podcast? (laughs) I had vulnerability and I said, sure. Mm -hmm. and that led us to here so Stella has a question have you ever felt like you don't belong well since when I wanted to be a boy I I wanted to play the hang out with my friends because I have friends that are boys instead of girls because I get along with them more and we play I think it's called cootie tag but you were tagging each other and I wanted to be on the boys team but the girls are like you're a girl. You're supposed to be on the girls' team. And I wanted to do what I wanted to do. And I'm just like, does it really matter? They're both really just teams. That's an excellent point. I think kids are strange sometimes. They think that people have to be, they, they, they like make up strange rules <laughs> that are strangely a reflection of society. But yeah, I think it's great that you were like, does it really matter what team I'm on, really? Because at the end of the day, it doesn't. And you were probably a an asset to the team that you joined. So, Oh, yeah. KG's a, a BA. <laughs> Kenley's who I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Nah, I'm still growing. I'm young. <laughs> it says the one who says that you're old. No. You said that you're old before. No, I would never. <laughs> probably when you're joking maybe if i could ever say that i was old that'd be silly i'm i am young i'm 31 that's very young in the realm yeah 
Mommy Very hurts. young. <laughs> um. So do you remember how old you were when you realized that you didn't feel like the gender you were assigned at birth? That was like last year. Have I had my hair for a year or was it this age? Well, I know, again, something I was kind of talking to you about is I feel like the last few years, we've kind of, it's been more of like, again, like this slow thing where talking about it. Yeah, I think what I mean, you switching to changing, like, again, the outside, but do you remember the conversation we kind of had about like who you liked, like even a few years ago? Uh Yeah. And we were sitting on the couch and you shared with me. And and again, you've kind of gone back and forth on, you know, crushes for a nine-year-old on a girl or boy. And you've said recently, you like boys, but do you remember on the conversation on the couch about liking the girl? It was a few years ago when you were like seven. And you asked me not to tell your dad. Because he would be mad at Right. But do you remember having that conversation? So like, that's kind of, I think where you, where you really started to, that was the first time you had vocalized to me at least. Yeah. About that. I have a a follow-up question to that. So as a child whose families are not necessarily in the same house, do you ever feel like you can't be your true self in both houses, like around both parents? You just. We'll be right back after a quick break. The heart behind the I'm On podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. I can be mature self, but when I like go to somewhere that um, people call me a boy, I like that they do that. But then my dad comes in and is like, wear something that makes you look like a girl, not a boy. Mm. And that's tough because I wouldn't want to wear a dress if I didn't feel like a I hate girl. dresses. I get it. I actually hate dresses too. I'm I'm a woman, but I also really don't like dresses. They're not comfortable. And most of the time they're pretty ugly. I know she thinks it's like sacrilegious because she's the girliest girl ever. And she's like, well, how could you not like dresses? But yeah, I think some some people just don't like them. So I totally get it. Well, and your twin like loves skirts and dresses. <laughs> That's awesome. So we actually makes a mess in our room with the papers and stuff. Oh, I know. We interviewed a pair of twins a couple weeks back, and they were talking about how they were opposites, and it was really fun to listen to. They were actually, they were best friends, but they were also very opposite. Yes. So I have a question for mom. So what was it like for you when Kenley started having conversations with you or you, you felt like, okay, maybe, maybe he's not feeling like a girl. How does that, how how did you handle that as a mom? And maybe if you leveraged resources or have any tips for parents who might be in a similar situation? Yeah. I think what you're doing for one, is just amazing and opening up the door for that. I think that, 
you know, that's what I need too. even still is, you know, being able to be open and vulnerable and have questions and not fully understand and just be curious about what's going on has been the best thing that I can do. And honestly, just again, like trying to, I think we so much want control or to have the answers or again, to put things in boxes. And I think just like really trying to let there be ebb and flow, even for Kenley, my biggest concern, which I mean, you've kind of heard through our conversation too, was wanting her obviously to feel accepted at her dad's. So that for sure has been, you know, just lots of talks. And of course, you know, my mama bear like wants to protect and make sure that Kenley feels safe. And, you know, even going into the new school, you know, I'm, I'm nervous, you know. A thing is like talking about that. I want people to call me a boy, but I have to go in the girls' restroom because I was born a girl and I don't have those other body parts. So what should I do? Mm-hmm. If I really need to go to the restroom, someone's by me, my friend, it's a boy, and they think I'm a boy, but they, like, I'll get in trouble. Yeah. And so that's kind of been our new conversation is we really like about that this morning. Yeah, we were literally talking about this that this morning. That's it, why you said you tell the principal, but I get to tell the other. Yes. Which well, I, I need to be able to use the boy bathroom. Look, because I feel like if you're presenting as a boy, it's more awkward for you and everyone around you for you to go in the girls' bathroom because yeah i so how's the new school handling it like are they just we haven't been there yet have you told them yet so the new school we're supposed to be going monday so i meet with the principal monday and we're going to talk about it so again if this is all new again for me too so trying you know she went to see and i still do it too and i want to normalize that as well like for parents to not shame themselves how i immediately said she's still i think that they're you know what i mean like getting used to it for myself as well is still but weird you know, is they said he but you said she and yeah they just knew well yeah because they're meeting you yeah, I mean, it, just, it just is what it is to them for me it is something that I'm like having to change the verbiage because I've just called you she most of my life and now I have to well not I have to, to but I want to because you're important. Exactly. I want to respect your boundaries. I love that. So Stella actually asked me earlier, she was like, what would you do if I said that I was a boy? And I was like, I would listen to you because I don't know, right? As a parent, like, yeah, I mean, I know that she was born with girl parts, right? But if she she felt like a boy, I wouldn't want to be like, no, you're a girl. Like, I don't know. I think identity is so up to the person that as a parent, you know, we can't, sometimes parents want to choose their identity for kids, right? They're like, oh no, you're this or that. But I think a lot of identity also goes to how the world perceives you as well. And so, yeah, I mean, if you feel like a boy and you look like a boy, which you look like a boy to me, uh, (laughs) you know, that to me makes sense. Like that's who you are, right? Yeah. And I don't know if you're comfortable with it, if I could share like a before and after picture with them yeah. to send to you guys. So you kind of, because I say that because when you see the picture, like you're like, oh yeah, like she has definitely, you're like, that's Kenley. Wait, like she I just said she, yeah. See, <laughs> yeah. it's so hard 
an adjustment for you as well. Yeah, it's so funny. It's still hard for me to do it too. Yeah. So in the Black community, we talk a lot about code switching. And it's like, you know, having to speak a certain way when you're around certain people, sort of like, you know, I'm around this set of people. So I have to speak a certain way that's like, like them. Right. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is I think that if you're in a situation where part of your family doesn't necessarily accept that you're a boy, it's almost like you have to code switch to make them feel more comfortable. And so your identity is who your identity is, right? But a lot of times code switching can be super stressful because you're basically presenting as not your true self. You know, people talk a lot about it at work too. It's like you go to work and you have to like kind of put on a work persona and that can be super exhausting. And so I can only imagine how it is for a kid who has this obviously very strong identity of who you are and not everywhere, even just going into the bathroom, it's like, oh, I have to actually think about this, right? Whereas you and I are not thinking about it. It's just like, I'm just trying to make sure I don't walk into the wrong one. But at the same time, I can't imagine if like, I had to also worry about how other people felt when I was walking into the bathroom that I should be going into. I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Yeah, it almost makes me um, think and tell me if I'm hearing this correctly, almost like survival mode. Like that's why you have to switch. Is yeah, I mean, you have to, to go into also, fight, flight or freeze. Or also to make people in front of you comfortable, right? So mm-hmm. they present differently at work. And, you know, maybe with your friends, you use slang, you may curse. I curse a lot in my personal yeah. life. Um, and I try to clean up my language at work, you know, and present like a different persona. And so sometimes that can be stressful because sometimes you just want to throw an F-bomb, right? Like it just is you just in the moment you're like this is what it and so but you have to be you know conscious of what you're saying and so i think that when it comes to identity a lot of times people will try to present in a way that makes the person in front of them feel comfortable and if you know that not everybody in the world is comfortable with how you identify that is super stressful because you're constantly like oh is this person going to be comfortable with who i really am or am i going to have to like cover yeah I'm about this, but I wonder it. What grade is she? I'm in fourth grade, but I'm supposed to be in third grade. She skipped a grade. Stella is also going to be starting at a new school next year. Like sometimes I'm feeling like a little bit like like scared because like all the other kids are like super tall or and bigger. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm so scared being next to these kids. Yeah, we are experiencing the um, the trouble with being a lot younger than the rest of the kids in the class. It's like it gets worse because the kids start, they just are interested in different stuff. Is she eight right She's now? She just turned nine? She just turned nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's the same age as you. I'm about to turn 10. I'm in fourth grade. Actually, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's also in fourth grade this year, but she's just yeah. the youngest fourth grader. Um, and I'm the smallest one out of 32 kids. Also very short. Yeah. So you guys can relate in different ways. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing about all of us, right? Like there's so many things that that's how we have empathy for each other is. Do you know what I don't like get? Each other. I'm the youngest. I like, I have a twin sister and I'm the youngest. I have a sister named Ellison and Zyla, but I'm taller than both of them. Um, what advice would you have for kids who might also be struggling with their gender identity? I would encourage them because I'm having the same problems going on. So if they wanted me to call them a he or she, 
I would respect that. That's awesome. I think you are super brave because I think also a lot of kids probably struggle with it and don't tell their parents. I know a lot of people are adults before they actually tell the world that they feel like maybe they're different than. I remember that night when I told them, it was like, I'm struggling to say it. They knew what I meant, but I didn't fully say it. So they were the ones that said it for me. Yeah. It's hard to find the words when you have never had the words before, right? Yeah. I was afraid to say it, but I knew I could say it in front of my parents. Yeah. The people that I trust. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we are going to ask you a fun question. Stella and I have been asking. Is, that, is it that drink one? <laughs> it's the drink question. Yes. So, if you had to describe yourself like your favorite drink, how would you describe yourself? Well, first, tell me the favorite drink, and then like why you feel like it defines you. Well, I like whichever <laughs> you. Uh, it's your drink. Fanta. Okay. Um, but just going a little off, I remember once I wanted Fanta at Oregano's <laughs> and it was on a day. I didn't want to go to school and my mom let me stay and they were like, I said, can I have an orange Fanta? And it's like, vodka? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it was hilarious because we were sitting at, you know, at, do you guys have Oregano's too? No, you we know, don't. But I, I can't. <laughs> family eat like Italian place, but we can sit at the bar. So I could sit with her at the bar and uh-huh. we know all of like the bartenders. So we were sitting there and she said that, and there were people at the bar and I was like, I swear. You're probably like sinking <laughs> down in your chair. Like, no, yeah, I'm like, vodka. Oh my gosh, I swear. I don't give her vodka. And then she's like, no. And the bartender looked at her and I was like, vodka. And she's like, no, Fanta. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. We're okay. <laughs> I mean, Fanta's delicious. Delicious. Like, and we just always, we constantly make fun of like, sometimes it's Fanta, sometimes it's Fanta. But it's Fanta, right? I honestly really don't know. Is it? This <laughs> I think it, who cares, right? <laughs> Fanta and nobody would, I feel like most people would probably know unless you were at a bar and then they'd be like, we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> the reason I like it is because I like oranges and the flavor of Sprite. Like I like Sprite too. Like just the combination of Sprite and orange tastes good. Mm. And like, I like Sprite and a lemon in it tastes good. That sounds delicious. She has never had Fanta, but I'm going to have to have her try it now because mm. I think she'd actually really like What's it. What's your drink? Um, I chose the Shirley Temple. Mm. She makes them all the time. Good one. They're delicious. Yeah. What's yours? What's mine? No, I think I really love... Moscow Mule? Yes. (laughs) I really love a good Moscow Mule. I can't believe I actually guessed yours. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, I coffee because... I, I love coffee. I chose coffee because I... She chose coffee for me. Yeah, because yeah, like, you know what's weird? Um, I can tell when mommy needs some coffee because like in the morning, sometimes she's like, yeah, this is your <laughs> No, no. It usually is your fault that we're late. But no, yes. it's Jesus' fault. It's sometimes your sister's, yes. No, not sometimes. <laughs> you know what's weird? I, can what? guess, I can't guess the drink that she's making, but... I can guess the drink that she likes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Life is hard and most people don't have a traditional and easy path. <laughs> I love how you both have chosen to bravely stand in your truth and share your stories with our listeners. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to Seeking Different. If you like what you heard, share us with your family and friends. Tell us what you'd like to hear on future episodes and share your stories about belonging and family. You can connect with us on Instagram at Seeking Different. See you next time.